Hey folks, welcome to another episode of the 10 Laws Podcast with East Forest. I'm East Forest. Today I have an episode that was recorded a little over a year ago. And it was when Rod and I came back from Maui and we wanted to put a recorder down and get fresh from our fresh little brains, all the little details, you know, like what was it like to be there? What did we hear? What did we learn? What was it like being with Ram Dass? Because we were there for a week uh, on Maui and went over his place uh, several times. And so we just wanted to like get that story out. And I've been holding on to this recording because I thought it'd be more relevant when the album was coming out and the album's coming out on August 9th. It's getting really close. And so here it is. So this is like a conversation with myself and Rada. We recorded this here in Boise, Idaho in late June of 2018. And I think you'll enjoy it. There's lots of like fun stories in there. Um, just to let you know real quick, I'm we announced that the release event, the live event, is not going to be in Los Angeles. Sorry that didn't just didn't work out. We tried. It's a long, boring story, but it's now going to happen in San Francisco on August 9th at a place called Envelop, Envelop SF. And if you don't know about Envelop, um, it's something that Christopher Willits has helped to, to develop. And Chris Willits is a wonderful musician, super talented. He's going to actually be doing a remix of one of the tracks that will be coming out probably in September. And he's part of a team that developed this Envelop space, which is like, I think it's 30-some speakers in a circular fashion. So they do spatial mixing. So you sit inside this uh, large round of these towers of speakers and you are literally inside the music. So it's going to be a really amazing opportunity for us to listen to the whole album in its full form, which is how it was always designed on August 9th at Envelop SF and really literally get into it. And then I'm going to perform live uh, some tracks from the record. Chris Willis is going to perform probably his remix and riff off that. And we'll have time for a little Q&A. So that's on August 9th at Envelop Showcase at Envelop SF. There's a show at 8 p.m. and a show at 10.30 p.m. And tickets are now available on either of our websites. But just go over to eastforest.org, click on the tour tab, and and you will see it. Uh, More about that when we have it. But we're also hoping to live stream definitely the Q&A and maybe the live performance part. So look on social media and we'll put those those live links if it's on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. And you can join in and, and give some of your questions and stuff and be car- part of the conversation. And of course, you can host your own listening gathering too. If you want to do that, uh, just do it. But you can have yourself, your friends, your the public, you can bring them into a space and you can listen to the record too and have a discussion if you want to email us at info at eastforest.org, we'll hit you up with all the lyrics and like some suggested discussion questions, a Ram Dass talk that gets into some of that stuff deeper. It's all just stuff fodder to use or not. If you want to put together an event in any way that you see fit, it's mostly just a way to get to know your community, get to know the others and celebrate this work on August 9th. I'll be in Cape Cod in September 21st to 22nd at the Love Yoga Festival. And of course, the East Forest Retreat is September 26th through 29th in Boulder, Utah. We've got a few spots left for that. 
It's amazing. I highly recommend checking it out. The Science and Non-Duality Conference in October. And uh, I'm also going to be in Burlington, Vermont. Did I say Burlington, Vermont? At September 19th, Burlington, Vermont, Higher Grounds, my first time there. So before we get into this conversation, I just want to give a shout out and a thank you to Rada, Marissa Rada Wepner. As you'll hear in this story, she got her name Rada, just like I got my name Krishna when we were there. And we talk a lot about that and what it's like to get a new name. You can hear in our voices when you listen to this, like we were so fresh coming back from Maui. We were very excited. But you know, she's someone who's been with me uh, on this project in particular from the beginning when I had the vision for it and she shared that vision. And as you'll hear, going out with me and being a support when we were out there recording it and with Ram Dass, but she's given me lots of feedback on the songs and been a sounding board on the project. I mean, she, she introduced me too to like the painter, Elizabeth Hilton, who painted the Ram Dass painting and the Maharaji painting that you will see when the vinyl and CD comes out. Um, she even organized the whole chapter one, a, a release event, just like a basically our public listening gathering that we did here in Boise for chapter one. So she's been awesome. I mean, she's my partner and so she's awesome in that way, but I just wanted to honor what she has contributed to this particular project and it's been profound. And so I'm really happy to be able to do this podcast with her and, and bring her into the process and let her be a voice on that. Speaking of Elizabeth Hilton, the painter, she got in a really rough bike accident, bicycle accident. She was hit by a car a couple days ago and smashed up her leg. And so I'm going to go, we're going to go visit her today in the hospital. But I really feel for her because some of you might know that I broke my left arm from a bicycle accident twice, five years apart. It was exactly the same accident, how I fell and horribly broke my arm and had all these plates and screws and I had a third surgery, you know, several years after the second one to remove all that stuff. It was kind of an eight year journey. And as you can imagine for a musician, that's tough. It's really tough. And so I know what, I know what that's like all too well to go through something like that. And the thoughts that go through your head when you're really feeling it. And, um, so I feel for her. So for any of you out there, if you've, got a broken bone or had an accident recently it's just to say that it will get better it's not uh, the end of the end and you know we feel for you we feel for you you're burning through some karma okie dokie so let's get into this this is uh my conversation with marissa rada wepner in june of 2018 just after we got back from maui with ramdas So I want to take a moment for the two of us to get into this this trip we had to Maui in June. Well, it's fresh in our heads. Just 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 as a way for us to kind of, you know, sometimes you tell a story about something, mm-hmm. and then the story becomes the memory. Yes, it's sort of inevitable. That's how our brains work, I think. And so I kind of wanted to like talk about it to keep it as fresh as possible and get a record of just sort of what came up in case we forget things. Which we will do. Which we will do. But the feeling sense in our heart, I think, will always be there. Yeah. 
And that's one of the most potent and lasting things that we have right now, I'd say. And the beautiful memories. Yeah. So I really wanted to like, just kind of maybe go through just the experience and and you just take it from there. Well, I think maybe a good place to start would be, how did you get there? How did you get us there? Maharaji, I guess. Now is my realization. Well, but, yes. <laughs> Maharaji brought but, us But there. the details, basically, uh, I was asked at the, at the new year, Tim and Isabel and Rachel and I, the management team, have a like a start of the year meeting, sort of try to be like step outside, very global, very like dreamy, right? Yeah. So we were down in Laguna Beach having this meeting. We we're having brunch at this what was that what's that place called? The ran- the ranch. It's called the ranch. Or the yeah. wedding. I think it is called the ranch. The ranch. It's so we're like spot. outside. It's really pretty. We're having this nice lunch. And Tim asked this question, which is an interesting question for anyone. Oh, fuck. I'm going to... Well, one of the questions was, if you had... There were several questions, but I'm one sure of... I'm sure he asked you lots. Well, there were like... It was like a three or five part question thing. And one of them was like, if you had a billion dollars, and how would you spend it? And this is an interesting caveat. The world will know how you spend it. Like, it's public how you spend it. Okay. And I thought, that's interesting. And how would you spend it? Not two billion, one billion. Okay. And... When you die, how would you like to be remembered? Mm-hmm. Or what do you want to be remembered for? That kind of question. And there was another couple. But those two, one of them I answered, my billion dollars involved things like buying some land and having a dog sanctuary, yep. that kind of stuff. But one of the things I was like, the main project would be to basically buy like an Esalen type property. Mm-hmm. And it would be a psychedelic research center and retreat center for psychedelic journeys, particularly with psilocybin, and work to come up with a protocol that could be repeatable for a spiritual experience, you know, this sort of thing. And something that could live way beyond me. It'd be like we could create something. A repeatable protocol for spiritual experience, like a new religion. Not a religion. So it's actually, the key of it was that it was not religiously based. It's that it's... uh, you come up with sort of like a, a protocol that you can take people through that will hopefully through our trial and error and experimentation and research would would be giving a fairly reliable, positive spiritual experience, non-religious based. So there's nothing they can argue with. It's a felt experience. Yes. But there'd be psychiatry, there'd be like people yeah. to help you process yeah. before and after. Yeah. And so it'd be basically the most powerful could be in the, in the safest way it could be and the most beautiful way it could be. And hopefully we'd create something that could be scaled. Mm-hmm. So you could sort of teach this and it could be a thing. It's like, yep, this is a really great way we've discovered for groups. This is the individual. This is the couple's one, mm-hmm. um, your a la carte one, whatever. And we'd be doing all this amazing research with neuroscientists and scholars and shamans and, and just figure it out, you know. So I said that. And how do you want to remember when you die? For some reason, the way I answered it, this is a strange way to answer it. I said, I want the work and the legacy I leave to be remembered in the same way that Ram Dass's work and legacy is remembered. He's like, what do you mean by that? I said, like, will be remembered. Right, right, will be. Or like the effect, the ripples it has. And my explanation was, I just felt that not only has 
Ramdas been a his work and his ideas been a big influence on my life, mostly through his talks and his books. Uh, but I felt that the transmission and the information he was putting forth was a beyond him. It was this beautiful sort of selfless universal knowledge. Mm-hmm. It was put forth in this really clean, beautiful way, and that it wasn't some kind of dogma. It wasn't. It was like there's this beautiful gift in the energy of it, and I was just like, yeah, that's how. I, that's I would like to have that same sort of energy of a legacy. So we kind of just left it at that. That was just an interesting, we kind of let it float. And then months later, I think, or maybe less than months later, but I had an idea about potentially doing a project with different wisdom teachers. Mm-hmm. I was going to do 13. Yeah, I remember us talking about that. We <laughs> talked about a massive project. which teachers we would reach out yeah. to. We made a list. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like actually... It was a pretty solid list. Pretty ambitious list. Yeah, it was probably like, probably like Gandhi. It was like people who were dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like, but I think it was like 13 grandmothers involved and like Dalai Gabriel. Lama. He might have been on there. I mean, why not? Ramdas was on there. Oh, he was. And yeah. who else was on there? Um Oh, Charles Charles. Eisenstein, for Mm -hmm. sure, yeah. And um, maybe even Stephen Jenkinson. And just sort of modern wisdom teachers that just have a deep thing. And I wanted to weave their stuff into music, perhaps. And Tim, to his credit, said, why don't you just do Ramdas? I think you should just do that. And I resisted at first because I thought, A, it wouldn't happen. And B, it felt gimmicky. And he was just very clear. He's like, I, I don't think so. Like, I really feel like, hey, you were talk, you've talked about this. I'm just reflecting back sort of your own wants and desires and interests. And B, I, I think it would be a really powerful thing to put out there in the world. <clears throat> Is this a long story? It's, it's almost there. It's kind of interesting, I think. There's synchronicity Keep involved. Going. We're getting to the Keep good part. Going. I'm, I'm so enjoying everything you're saying. <laughs> and I know everyone else is too. So we left it at that. And I think I was just sort of thinking, how? Right. And the obvious way is like, well, he's got all these recordings. Yeah. Like what, 50,000? Later hours. I learned, yeah, 50,000 hours of recorded stuff. So moving on, we were doing promotion for the Karen Deluxe album and we had hired a promotion team and working brilliantly and it was as promotion goes PR is not something most artists enjoy because it's sort of like the Wizard of Oz it's someone behind a curtain doing things and you don't really know what they're charging you money so it's sort of inherently frustrating Mm mm-hmm and I'll just say it was that way. It's nothing personal. I was just sort of, you know, you always want, you always want more. You always want, oh, I want more this and that, more press, whatever. More sure. And that's just how it is. And we were having a hard time getting a premiere for the video. And and it's Samuel and Jennifer. And Samuel got me a podcast interview with Mind Rolling Podcast, which is in the Be Here Now Network, Raghu Marcus's podcast. Yeah. And through that, I met Raghu. I did the podcast. Raghu is the executive director of, of the foundation, Ramdas's foundation. And through that, I was able to pitch him this idea. Yeah, and, but, and Raghu hosts with the Here and Now podcast that we love to be, listen be, to. Uh, 
It's here I think now. it's mind rolling is his. Yeah, yeah, but it's he called hosts the whole Ronda network. Yes, 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 yes. correct. Podcast. Yes, they have a whole network. Like Jack Cornfield's yeah, got Lass. one, and Lama Surya Das and Krishna Das. Anyway, what's really interesting about that is Samuel is Raghu's brother. Okay. Oh. Which I didn't know at okay. the time, and and we're here. We are like frustrated with this process and so forth, right? <laughs> right. Looking at it in that way, money way. Yeah. Getting my money's worth. Looking back, if it wasn't for working with them, yeah. I very likely never would have uh, had any of these any of these connections. Mm-hmm. None of it would quite likely would have okay. come to pass. So you didn't mind rolling with Raghu. But it's a great lesson in you never know. You know that great Ramdas story, but you never know. Where you're yeah, the, yeah. You never know the things in life that are crappy or hard really hard or Mm -hmm. failure however you want to look at it it's like the same thing happened with my ted talk i mean it's a different story but you never know yeah and same with your successes sometimes then those can turn on you yeah when you look back in life i'm sure you've had that where you're like wow that little tiny thing oh for sure little decision or thing and now look what happened yeah it's all big it's all important and it's all not right so anyway, I pitched the idea and... Uh, you pitched the idea to Raghu. To Raghu. And he, he to Raghu's amazing credit, he was, he was interested. And then we had a meeting and I remember same thing. Raghu's like, yeah, so, you know, it's 50,000 hours of audio. Let's dig in. And I really wanted to to meet Ramdas selfishly, obviously, but I also had a real intuitive hit that I needed to s- record him, which is a difficult sell because of all this audio that exists. But everything I've done, every field recording I've ever used is one that I've recorded. And I like that because, excuse me, it it's it's as if it's what the universe gives you. Mm-hmm. Like, in that moment. Yeah, there are, there are infinite crickets on the internet, but if I use the ones I've recorded, it feels like it's my journey. There's a reason why I have those. It's like those those are the colors I've been given to paint with. And so I wanted to do the same thing with Ramdas, and I knew that was a really big ask, but I felt that that was important, and it was going to be important about the material I'd be given. And that's what I'm supposed to put in the record. Yeah, the direct transmission of right now. Exactly. And to give Ramdas the agency to yeah. say what he wanted to say. And kind of better than you just listening to, to different recordings and picking out what you think you want. Oh, kind of better? Like a million. <laughs> First off, the idea of having to sift through all that stuff is a horrifying idea, like stressful. Yeah. Where do you, you start? Decide? Where do you start? Mm-hmm. It would how take forever. Oh, you could sit there and be like, well, maybe yeah. I'll listen to one more. One yeah. more. Yeah. I went to Rita's house, Rita Ryan, who does their. Uh, their archive and their IT was the original director of the foundation. And we were going through the recordings by tags. They've started to digitize them, put them in an archive. And you hit a tag like, um, if so much, oh, well, that one, exactly. So we'd avoid certain tags because it'd be, you know, thousands of, it'd be just like a terabyte of data. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'd have to try to get specific. And even then, you know, we pulled up, Oh my gosh, like 400 talks. Mm-hmm. And I did, I couldn't even get them all downloaded while we were in Maui because there's so much data. And so there was even like this technological impedance to 
going that route yeah, to that some was, degree. There was resistance there. I was, I was, no. I was doing it because I was trying to cover my bases and be like, because mm-hmm. look, you go, Rondas, he's 87 and he has aphasia and like all of us, he has good days and bad days and his are more, <laughs> bless you, Excuse me. more amplified. So there is a real possibility that even when I went over there, he wouldn't uh, be able to talk. Well, how did you then get the, yeah, you can come over and hang out with Rondas and record him. <laughs> Well, I wasn't really come over and hang out, but I I mentioned to Ragu. We he and I were talking about it, and I think I was trying to justify these reasons why I thought I needed to go. And then it just hit me that I said, Ragu, I'm making a record. I want to make a record focusing around Ram Dass's work and legacy. I think it's really important that I meet him, I look him in the eyes, soul to soul. And that happens, just that. And be like, this is happening. Thank you. And he he was like, you're right. You need that, yeah. You haven't met him, you definitely would need to meet him. Whether or not you record stuff. And make, yeah, so I know that sounds crazy to fly all the way over to Maui just to look someone in the eyes, but it felt important. Yes. Yeah. So that was really the reason. That's and, and after that, I had to let everything else go and say, I don't know, you know. I felt pretty confident I'd be able to walk over and at least look him in the eyes, even if he couldn't really speak that day. Mm-hmm. I had to give up, which was really hard to do. I had to give up the idea that we might not record anything. You did pretty well with that. You were never overly confident, I would say. So okay. you were there. You came. I got there Monday. You got there Thursday. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. And we left Monday again. Tuesday. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so you just just to give a little logistical you've witnessed, and I, well, I'll get in. I went over four times to Ramdas's house. Uh, well, four. Let's just say four meetings, so to speak. Four, four crossings. Yes. Yeah, they weren't all recordings, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got there early. I said, "Don't wait for me. Go there as soon as you can." Well, the idea being there. there's flexibility, you know, because mm-hmm. we had one date scheduled and, and I was like, well, what if that's not a good day? Maybe, you know, we can come in a little early just in case cover. It's the old German. I mean, he's like, let's just get any, any time I can get 50 minutes there, 30 minutes in here. <laughs> you got there early a few days before the scheduled meeting. And then you were invited to a kirtan at Ram Dass's house. Yeah. Tuesdays, I believe. I don't know if it's weekly, but it seems like it is. Yeah. And met a lot of the Sangha. It was a great community. introduction to kind of you know, you're not doing anything official. You're just sort of there. So you're a musician. Did you hop on the harmonium? And no, give, but give a chance? they came. Someone came. Rita came over. Was like, "Would you like to play?" And I was, I, was, I didn't know. I was like, "I don't know any Kirtan songs. Like, <laughs> what am I going to do? Get up there, <laughs> improvise?" That feels good. Which I could have done. Other people were doing things, but it was all pretty fairly polished. Maybe next time. And I was a little bit like. I was sitting literally in the back of the room, like in a corner, like hiding. Mouthing the words. Oh, when I came in, it was like the, <laughs> the perfect, uh, like everything was sort of not going wrong, but it was a little awkward, mm-hmm. you know? How so? I, I came in and Rita was so sweet. She's like, you know, I want to introduce you to Ramos right away. I'm like, okay. And he's sitting there in his wheelchair and there's a lot of people around, like 30 people around in the room. It's a lot of activity. Yeah. And she introduced me to him. Hello, hello. And she's kind of gestures to the couch next to him. It's like an open, you know, it's not an arm. Yeah. So I sit there mm-hmm. and I'm like, all right, great. Wow. I'm going to sit right next to him for the cure time. 
And as I'm like sort of introducing myself, there's a guy to my back perpendicular. Uh-huh. And I guess I'm in his space or something or bumping into him. And he's like, you know, very curtly, like, you know, you should know that you're in someone's space and you're, you're, you're bumping into me. And I'm just like, oh, I'm terribly sorry. I'm just, I'm just trying to like find my place. Yeah. And then five minutes later, uh, Dasima, bless her heart, who's sort of Ram Dass's caregiver, caregiver last. Actress. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It says you need to give him some space and sit somewhere else. And I'm just like, I was asked to sit here. I'll go anywhere you like, you know, so then I moved to the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Vanished. Yeah. So that's how it started is I felt a little like, I don't know what I'm doing. Because you didn't. I didn't. I just try. I just walked in the house. I'm trying to be like, what's the scene? What's the vibe? What's the deal? I'm the new guy on the block. Yeah. How do I fit in and not make waves basically? And you, and you did the kirtan, which as you just said, you don't know the songs, which I just love. You know, I would have just been ecstatic to be there because it's one of my most favorite things. Well, yeah, the the first one they give you lyrics for, and then yeah. the rest are call and response. So, yeah. and it was beautiful. It was actually really nice sound, mm-hmm. really nice sound, which I thought it was great. It was loud, and they, they had different people would offer a song, and some were not kirtan. And there was an eleven year old boy, a little boy who did one, yeah. which is like. Phew, like an angel's you know mm-hmm. it's the purest thing he did. his mother was the response and oh. all of us and he was doing the thing and the i was like wow yeah um and it's in the uh, main room at the big puja table yeah, and this giant home. giant picture of maharaji and it's just it's you know the oceans out the window it's it's quite lovely it's warm you know, there's a it's hot, but there's the ocean breeze to cool you off coming mm-hmm. through the windows. And so the next next day, Dasima had set me up with a a quickie. Yeah, you know, and so that was really the first time, and it was about we only it was between like things at lunch. You came back to Ramdas's house and set up your recording equipment. Yeah, up in his study, study. and like he's having lunch, you know, and which is not the best time like to do an interview after you eat for anybody, right? Because you're like digesting. You know, and I'm putting like a fancy mic right by your like gullet. <laughs> it's like picking up all like, <laughs> and someone's just trying to like, you know, like literally as he's finishing lunch, it's like, go. Wow. So it's a little bit rushed. But I mean, how was he with that? How did he Oh, feel? he's fine. He's totally fine with it. But it was, there was some funny stuff there. So he doesn't know me. And, you know, obviously he meets a lot of people. He's a, lo- he's a lovely, 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 lovely man. So open and warm. So we're setting up and putting the mics up and stuff. And he t- he says something like, have you done this before? <laughs> I know he's thinking in his head, like, who is this guy? You know, and like, <laughs> I hope that he has some experience at this. This is not a waste of my time. There's a little bit of you that. You look like a young kid. Yeah, that was the, and I said, I said, I'm older than I look. And I've been doing this for 10 years. Um, I've never done where it's just one person, but this is this time we're going to just honor your work and do a whole record around your work. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then it was pretty much, he was fully game. Mm-hmm. And then I had a pretty powerful moment where, you know, we finally got set up. They walk out of the room. It's just the two of us. And he, for the first time, kind of turns his head and looks at me in the eye. Mm-hmm. 
And I was prepared to just give it some space before we kind of jumped in. Because a lot of people just eye gaze with him out of stunned awareness. And the transmission and the beauty and the... There's nothing to say. Yeah. 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 And so I expected... Actually, it was intentionally like, let's just give it some time. Yeah. But I wasn't expecting the emotional hit. And when he hit, he looked at me, it was like beautiful, love, purity, total attention. Like, I'm here with you. And he had this smile and his head was cocked to the side. And I looked to his left and there was a picture of a Maharaji. There's pictures of Maharaji all over. Mm-hmm. But the one on the bookshelf just to his left was Maharaji sort of laughing. And it hit me suddenly that I was in Maharaji's grace in a way I'd never fully accepted or realized before. Meaning I've always, you know, you read these books, you hear these stories, these teachers, and they're, I feel like I'm in their orbit. I'm on the outside. Right. And they're on the inside. Yeah, like you're looking through a window inside the house. My individuality, I am this person, but they're the ones who have that experience. Yeah. Because they're the teachers, they're the whatever, my projection. And for the first time, I realized his soul and my soul were crossing paths as part of each of our incarnations of doing a dance here, a little dance. And not only was this real, but it was orchestrated by Maharaji. And I mean, you could look at that to mean orchestrated by the universe, however you want to see it, but I, I'm inside it. I'm not separate. This is my journey just as much as anyone's journey. Mm-hmm. And then I was realizing the universality of this whole thing. And that was so humbling and also profound to think about the, this person, Maharaji, that I have all these stories about, I was like, he loves me too. He does. And that, and and he was laughing in the picture, just sort of like, you see? <laughs> and that was quite profound. Quite profound. And I think the first thing I asked him after a few minutes of just looking at each other was, I said, I look into your eyes and I see a soul's journey and I know a lot more about your physical journey because, you know, I have that benefit. You don't know much about mine. That's fine. But we start talking about the soul yeah. and the soul's journey. And and he's great. You just ask him a question and then he kind of soaks that in, leans back, goes into his space, his soul space, trans space, and he riffs. And because of the aphasia, he might have 60 seconds between words, Right. So it takes a long time to get an idea at 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. Yeah. Well, I think it was Wavy Gravy who said Ram Das used to be the master of the one liner. Now he's the master of the ocean liner. <laughs> that's that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, because later on when I would take out the the breaks just so I could kind of hear the phrases, it was a perfectly constructed idea and sentence from start to finish. And Part of the stroke affected his short-term memory, which is amazing to me that with all of that, how much work it must take to like track the oh, idea yeah. and how much work it's like, I have the word, it's in my mind, and now I'm just trying to get it out of my mouth. And that for 20 years, he's been dealing with this and he does it with such grace, with such mastery, with such patience. 
And I was blown away by the, the poetry of some of the things he was saying. He, I, he asked me, he said, and obviously when I'm saying what he said, I'm speeding it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it didn't sound like this. But he said, you know, I'm a quick learner. You can you can give me like n- advice or notes. And I was just like, are you kidding me? It's like, I have no advice for you. It's like, you just do your thing. Like, I'll just give you little prompts. And I told him, I said, <laughs> I said, Roundus, you are, you are like 99% poetry. And he thought that was very funny. I was like, just, just keep doing this. It's, it's perfect. So that was day one. It was only, it was only 45 minutes. Yeah. But it was actually like r- solid. It'd be actually some of the, m- Great. Some of the good material that we got for the record was in that session. He was he was in a pretty good space, and yeah, I, mean, I think we hit five or six concepts that time. Yeah, like death, soul. Talked about soul a lot. It's kind of like the bigger stuff. Nature. Why are we here? Like nature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'd ask a question like, like you know, people are. Oh, technology! Like you know, we're, right? And we're we're bereft of of experience and grounding, and a lot about you know youth and nature is this solace and who we are and how do we get back to it? What do you have to say about that? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then he just he just start saying poetry about nature. It was, it was amazing. It's gonna be beautiful. It wasn't intellectual. Like that's what I loved about it. He knew exactly what needed to be. Of course, and then again goes back to the trust in the, of the transmission in the moment. Like, you don't know what you need, and he doesn't know what you need. What a blessing. Yeah, we were joking with them. I was like, dude, you're making a record. You're 87. How's that feel? He <laughs> <laughs> thought it was funny. <laughs> so that was your first meeting on Wednesday. And then you saw him again Saturday afternoon? Um, That's when we went over, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So the third time was Saturday. So we had some days off where I was trying to get over. Yeah. But it wasn't going to happen. And eventually I totally rested into that. Yeah. So in the meantime, I just went through the material, saw what we had. We did some some snorkeling and relaxing. And I did a lot of field recordings on the whole island because I wanted to capture the sound of his landscape, which is mostly wind. Mm-hmm. Which is really hard to record, but it's a really interesting energy and the wind sound. through the grass everywhere, yeah, and the wind chimes, wind everywhere, right. yeah. It's a, it's a ever present, and there's a lot of rain. I got rain, obviously the ocean, lots of birds, some, some amazing crickets at night, amazing, and then all sorts of other things. But those were part of the biggest elements. Yeah. So yeah, we went back. And then when we went back, it was great because now you kind of feel like you know each other a little bit. Yeah. So we're starting from a very different place. That was my first time there. Yes. So I was a little nervous. So how'd that feel? And you were, you set me up with like, you know, Dasima's very protective and maybe you'll be allowed to be in the room, but maybe you won't. Yeah. Like let's let go what we want. Yeah. Which I'm able to do Mm -hmm. pretty well. Mm -hmm. And we walk in and... Pretty was there, a guest who was visiting, and uh, Govindas. Govinda? Govinda. It's one of the caretakers. Caretaker, Dasima. There's one other. I missed his name, though. Yeah. The blonde guy. Mm hmm. I forget. I I wish I could remember. Um, But he was just finishing up, maybe again, like 
oh, I think Pritzi and him were having a conversation. And I got to say hi, and I was really nervous and pretty starstruck. And I didn't want to be, um, I don't know, I didn't want to crowd him in any way. So I well, just and he doesn't say hi. much. He doesn't. Because he, it's easier for him not to, right? Yeah. So he's mostly communicating through his smiles and yep. gestures. Yep. Cause but I had brought a gift of a print of a Hanuman painting that a friend here in Boise, Rachel Tenelock, had painted years ago. And I have the original of it that's quite large. It's probably what, like... Six feet by four, maybe. And it's Hanuman leaping. And it's this, this kaleidoscope of colors. And in his heart is Sita and Ram. And then there's these small prints that I have as well. And so I brought him one of those. And he took it very graciously and held it in his hands for a long time, just kind of smiling and gazing and loving on it. And Dasima really enjoyed it. He, yeah, he receives gifts so beautifully. Mm-hmm. I gave him that um, arrowhead thing from Dave Holiday. He was like kissing it and asking yeah. all these questions. Where's it from? What's it? Like, that's, that's a beautiful piece. It's very kind. Yeah. Yeah, he loved the painting. He that did. He gave him. Loved it. And we'll send them more too. We'll still get some more of those from Rachel. But um, then they brought him into the room and Dasima turned to me and she said, so <laughs> you will be the assistant today? <laughs> and I said, yes. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes I will be. <laughs> And that was kind of my green light. She has light. to size you up. Yeah, yeah. She's like, all right, you're okay, energy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do the interview. <laughs> so they got him settled into study again, and you set up the equipment. And I just kind of hung in the background next to him, but off to the side, and got to just witness and enjoy. It was and hot, I remember. It was hot. You I took some pictures hot, for yeah. us. Mm-hmm. And then you began asking questions and recording. And we were kind of nervous that we wouldn't get very long or that he might not be in a good space to talk. Or be interrupted. Because I was interrupted the time before a few times yeah. to like sign something. And it mm-hmm. would cut the cut story short. Right. And if we don't get the sort of sometimes it's hard to use it if you don't have the punchline, so to speak, like the, the denouement or the... Yeah. Yeah. But we ended up getting an actual a very long session with him and two hours two hours of sitting and talking which was longer than we had thought that we were going to get and i know there was the moment when you asked him about psychedelics oh that's amazing and he his first response a great one letter i don't know if you want to say it or you want to save it well so good whatever it's it's he said the first thing he said he had he did this all the time where the first phrase you'd say was like gold like mm-hmm. like uh, colorful evocative you perfect. know perfect short this was the ringer he did it every time i could i thought to myself trevor can is like could not be more delighted in this moment than that was just said <laughs> so, i know yeah well i think i want to say the question i asked him i said psilocybin for me has played a huge role in breaking me open informing my my music, my life. And it was one of the first things, it was the first thing that showed me this other side of the soul and myself and my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was for him too. Psilocybin was the first thing that broke him open. Yeah. And I asked him about that experience and what role it's played. And it's just amazing that he's like, oh yeah, the first time I did psilocybin was with Tim Leary, Alan I, Watts or something. Alan Ginsberg. Alan Ginsberg. <laughs> It's like a nice crowd. 
Yeah. And that's job. how the story started. But uh, you gonna say the line? You gonna say? Oh, and, and the first thing he said was psilocybin is my friend. Psilocybin is. But he sounds like Gandalf, of course. Yeah. And it's like, that's a ringer. <laughs> so good. And then he started to tell his story about the first time with psilocybin. And it turned into the Maharaji story. Which he is a long one. Stop. And I know both you and I are cognizant of, we've got maybe, we think, 15 minutes left. And he just started the This will take at least story. an hour. Yeah. yeah. And so there was, Which it did. <laughs> there was this tension that I could feel and you could feel. I'm sure with we're going to not get to the points. If you don't get to the reveal of that story, the story doesn't, it's not a story. Yeah, there's no reason to have it. Right. And it's a miracle story. Mm -hmm. And Das, I knew we were going over time and I knew Dasima was trying to be protective of his energy and it was like, you probably should wrap up. But he's, he's loving it. Like he, because oh, he so you can it. tell that, you know, he spent his life loving to talk and give yeah. ideas out yeah. and he, he doesn't have as much opportunity to do it anymore and it's difficult so this was actually like a really wonderful opportunity for him to sit into a space where he can have the spaces yeah. he's in his recliner yeah and he's being listened to and he can do his thing just and he's go. like he's a master oh he's like so sure. i want to flex that muscle <sighs> and boy he was loving it he could have gone we finished and we we're like that was two hours he said i thought it was one yeah well i felt <laughs> us go into when he started the maharaji story outside of time and space in order to have that time go to the end where it needed to go. It was like we, it was, there was like a field around the room and the space that was not going to get interrupted. And I very much trusted it didn't. that. And it didn't. For the most part. And at the end we were getting close. And I remember when I said, I think I added a line. I said, was it a miracle? And he's like, <laughs> It was a miracle. I was like, thank God I got that line. <laughs> he said it twice. It was a miracle. I was like, good. We got that recorded. <laughs> uh, it was so beautiful. But what I felt for myself, so it was just such a treasured jewel to hear that story from his words, personally, yeah. like in the moment I'm sitting with him and that transmission's coming through. Oh, yeah. It was such a huge, huge, huge gift. Such an honor to like hear that stuff in the flesh. Yeah. It's amazing. And some little different tweaks in it that then maybe I've read before coming out of his mouth in that moment. Yeah. And we finished and we wrapped up. And then I finally felt like I got to go and say hello to him. And Oh, by the way, that took over an hour. I condensed it down. I took out the pauses yeah. to seven minutes. Wow. Seven minute story. Wow. The whole thing? The whole thing. Wow. Wow. Again, a moment beyond time. It was beyond time. Yeah. Which is also, um, as a side note, I want to get to that, what you're talking about, the experience there. But the use of tech as a way of transmitting these ideas, and it's perfect with uh, this this kind of type of music because the pauses are irrelevant. Mm -hmm. And we can move things around uh, to, to make them longer, shorter, just so it's the right rhythm with the music. Yeah. And then it suddenly becomes an, an advantage that he says things in bits. And it was like, well, this is perfect. Now I can like put this here and then there's a measure and then another bit and then a measure and then another bit. Yeah, it's kind of handed to you in a way. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually... I, I was explaining that to Raghu too because, yeah. of course, he's thinking they just did that Netflix thing. Well, it was a few years before, but... That's a straight interview. So he he, had a, he has to have a good day. Uh -huh. And I was like, Raghu, it's okay if if it's like 
a hard day. It'll still be good for me because it won't matter. It's actually, I was like, it, it's okay, it's cool. That's because I know that was a concern. Well, they were both good days. They were both good days. And we didn't talk much to people about the fact that we were going because I think it was kind of like we didn't want to change. Until anybody. Yeah. And so right before we left, did I finally start to say, because people are asking, where are you going? I'm like, well, I'm going to Maui. Why are you going to Maui? Well, I'm going to see, I hope, Ramdas. I wouldn't even say that. I was just like, I'm just going to work on a project. Well, I would say that. And I said it to a few people who uh, were very happy to hear that. And, of course, it was like, well, tell him. I said, hi, or wow, I wish I could be there with you. And so when we were finished, I had a moment where I could kneel down next to him in his recliner. And I, for me, that was a moment when I felt like I could give all the like well wishes and blessings from so many people that knew that I was there mm. through me to him and have him receive that and reflect it back. And it was just that gazing moment you spoke of. Yeah, it was beautiful. You two really so connected in that moment. So sweet. So sweet. And then after that, I got up to kind of check in with Dasima and tell her that we were finished and you started packing up. We were almost finished. What do you mean? Oh, you're right. We were finished. Yeah, we were finished. And you started packing up and I came back into the room and you were kneeled down in front of him and knew it just said something to him that I didn't hear because I'd walked out. But he, what I heard him say back to you was, all you have to do is just ask. See, and then you got up. Well, let me give a little context. Oh, yeah, because yeah. Again, I don't, I, I didn't witness. That's, so I was hanging I out with Vishnu Das, who's just in the Sangha. He's a filmmaker, amazing guy mm-hmm. um, around my age. And he moved to Maui for Ram Das 10 years ago. Like he came with two suitcases and a, and his, and a phone number. And and basically wanted to be of service and was sort of like the garden guy for a while. And anyway, just wanted to be that one, it was his path. Mm-hmm. And he's now he's moving to Manhattan to work on this film. This is a much longer story. Anyways, great guy. And he told me he said he says you know you can you can ask him for his spiritual name. I was like, are you kidding me? You just ask. It's like if you want, and he he could give you one. So that was in the back of my mind. Yeah. And we were finishing up. And as far as I knew, it was like, this might be the last time I see him ever. Maybe. And maybe I want a spiritual name. And it's like, you can ask or you can not. So it's like, I was told by Vishnu Das, who's really close to him. Yeah. So it's like, I'll just trust that. So I leaned down and I said, Ram Das, I don't remember what I said. If you're up for it, whatever, I'd be interested if you're feeling like that's some kind of all these conditions. If you feel it's appropriate in the situation (laughs) that maybe you'd consider the thought about the the idea of me having a a name that is uh, possibly spiritual or in in that direction, um, I'd be open to the, you know, some ridiculous thing. And he's looking at me with those eyes, a big smile. And he said something which you just said. I didn't really understand it. That's what I heard him say. And my assumption was he didn't understand what I was asking. And it was just a complete botch. Well, he said, I heard him say, all you have to do is ask. And then you immediately got up. And it seems like you didn't get that he was giving you a yes. I misunderstood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And my understanding was more like we just miscommunicated. Yeah, I, I didn't perceive that. Yeah, and I sat down then on the chair across from him while you packed up. We packed up a little bit. It's probably more than five minutes passed, and he yeah. was had his hand on his chin, and he was gazing at the ocean, and he looked deep. And I actually, my interpretation was, oh, he's like we're not here anymore. 
he's like in meditation. Like he's thinking about something, something deep. Yeah. And I was like, it's nothing to do with us. And actually my thought process was, Trevor, just give it up. It's fine. Like let go of your desires. And I did. And I said, it's toy. I said, I have another name. It's East Forest. And why do I need more? So you were grumbling around all this. And I actually went, I went through a process. I Uh gave it up and I thought like, why? It's fine. Yeah. I don't, I don't need a name. It's like, I'm not meant to have some other name. So you've gone into surrender. Gave it up and continued packing up, doing the cables. I was even actually had moved on in my mind. I think I was about to talk about other things. And someone was playing Kirtan in the main room. So I was kind of walking through the hallway. Govinda was. And his friend. And his his friend. And then Ram Das just said, turned to me and said, Krishna. And I thought he was referring to the song, like something about the name of the song. And I said, oh, yeah, that's something like that's the music. And he's like, what are you talking about? So he said again, Krishna. Krishna. And I'm still a dumb blockhead. I'm like, (laughs) I don't know that song. And you were like, that's your name. And I still didn't get it. And I'm like, you said, what do you mean? <laughs> and you're like, he's giving you a name, dummy. And, and I, I said, because the first thought that comes to my head, well, maybe because of the aphasia, he's going to say Das or something. Because I thought all spiritual names had two parts. Yes. And, and I was I like, am- if I walk out of here and for the rest of my life, I got it wrong. <laughs> that's worse. Like it's a cosmic joke. Like, no, it's not just. Krishna, it's, it's Krishna, Krishna Duihu. And, and you all your life, you've screwed it up. So I said, is it just Krishna? You said, that's it? I said, that's it? Just Krishna, like share or sting. And uh, he thought that was funny. And he again said. Krishna. And, uh, and then I started crying. Yeah, then you started <laughs> and crying. And kissing his hand. And, and then I realized was what was happening. Sweet. And I was, then he just, and yeah. He blew me open because, and he gave you the name Radha immediately thereafter. Well, he, you had your moment with him, yeah. And I was, like I said, sitting in the chair across from him, just like beaming and taking all of this in and so happy for you. And what a beautiful scene to witness. And then he looks at me and he says, and you, you are Radha, which... And he thought that was the greatest thing on the earth. And he just he was just like laughing and, and laughing. And couldn't, I he just loved it. I thought it was beautiful. Krishna, Trevor, didn't know that Radha is the consort, is the beloved, the divine partner of Krishna. And I have a recording of this. Yeah. Like, which I'll probably play. The recording was still going. Yeah. It was a really sweet moment. So beautiful. Ugh. Yeah. And later, what struck me is. The precision by which he did exactly what I needed. And I've always sort of felt, and not that Trevor's not my name, but when I say it, it has a lot of R's or Trevor. Mm -hmm. It's actually kind of a little challenging to just the words of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It doesn't just flow out of your mouth. It's a little work. Yeah. And I always, it's like, your name's your name. It's like, that's my name. So you you live with it. Yeah. Uh, I never thought about ever changing, well, as a little kid, I changed my name to Frank for like a few months, but that's I was like six. Story. Yeah. That's funny. Um, <laughs> there was something about it. And as you grow, you you some people change their name when they feel like they've grown so much and they want to have that represent their identity to help them not be in the, in the past in a way. Mm-hmm. 
And when I would say the word mind, like Krishna, just saying it now, and I say Krishna, and trying on that clothing of a just the sound of it, yeah, it felt completely different than saying Trevor. Like the way the sounds come out, the vowel, the openness of it, and the K, the attack of the K, and the open A at the end. And it felt powerful in a way that made me feel, maybe you can step into that. It's just your mind. Mm. You can choose to step into an openness and that energy. And he sort of knew that almost like that's what you need. You know, oh, absolutely. I want you to see what or this. Maharaj, how does this? You said this is what you need. But with credit to Rondas, I felt yeah. like he was listening, and he tapped into that sense of like, I'm getting that you need to feel that. Yes, and as part of your journey, and I was like, and I didn't even know that. And when I started to experience it, I was so humbled and struck by the power of that. Just a sound. And how it makes me feel as a as a soul, as a person. And it's been quite profound. Yeah. And the next day we were out in Maui, kind of just taking our time and touring around and going to shops. And I kid you not, we can probably say that we saw in nearly oh, every Makawa. shop Makawa. we went to, yep. Krishna and Radha in some form, it was like on a pillow. It was a tapestry. It was a card. It, it was, was every shop except the coffee shop. Yes. And you bought a statue for me of of Krishna that you said is quite rare to see. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in this world and I'm quite immersed, and I see Ganeshas everywhere and Hanuman, know, Shivas everywhere. No, you don't see Hanuman. Oh, see, what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> One of the first shops we went into, there was a gorgeous, probably like a, a ten inch tall. Brass, bronze. Blue bronze, painted bronze. Krishna statue playing the flute. That was so beautiful. And yes, very rare to see. You just don't see them. That was the first one we saw. It was the first one we saw. I bought it for you as a surprise. Yes, Gave it to you later. Very thoughtful. Yeah. But that was, a wonderful was memento. just the winking back of, from the universe of that to the both of us was, I mean, so yeah. present. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, since then, it's only been about a month, and it's been really hard for me to own that name. I have a lot of self-consciousness. I mean, I've said that to people, like, it's just, well, I use conditions. I'll say, <laughs> my name is Trevor, but my friends call me Krishna. I'll say something like that. Or like, my name is Trevor, but you can call me Krishna. Or my name is Trevor, but I just got the name Krishna. <laughs> And all of it's like, I, and, and then a couple of times I've just been like, my name is Krishna. And sometimes people look at you like, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> like one person said, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> good luck with that. As yeah. if like, who the hell do you think you are? Mm-hmm. You know? And who the hell you are, Krishna? It's hard. It's and hard. It's but not... that's part of the trip is, is sort of Ooh, like. yeah, beautiful. Is not getting, it's like, I don't have to get hung up on my self-consciousness about whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Um and that's actually now what it's turned into. That's the trip. It's yeah. like my own my own hangups. Yeah, and uh, and owning that vibration can bring you into another plane, like another place. It's like a welcome yeah. mat, like a doorway. An invitation. Yeah. It's an invitation mm-hmm. to be in soul space. Yeah. And that's what's so amazing about it because it's like when someone says good luck or they laugh these things, it's because I'm not stepping into it 
And I mean that meaning I have these like qualifiers that can read. Yeah. That are in my body language of like, but I'm not really that or... It's also kind of a big deal. I mean, it wasn't Krishna Das. It's not servant of Krishna. It's not Krishna something else. It's like Krishna, like just Krishna, which well, is not to freak you out. But it's, it's a little freaking me out. But. <laughs> so huge and so beautiful. And I mean, I see that in you completely. It freaks me out on one hand. On the other hand, there's a part of it inside yeah. without my mind. It's like, that's perfect. Oh, it's I don't so mean perfect. what it means and how it feels. Yeah. How it feels. Yeah. It feels, makes me feel like a warrior. Yeah. And I've, I have think we were talking about before this trip that one of the anecdotes for depression and that sort of energy with me is that I, I had a hit that's like, I need to step into that warrior energy, the energy of action, of physicality, of courage, of action. Mm-hmm. And that's that's in the moment, even the breath is a form of action or yoga, any of these things. It's like, these are things that will help you not sink into that mind space. Yeah. And it's a reminder. And so that name, I don't know a whole lot about Krishna. I look forward to hearing more stories and reading, but I know a little bit about like the Bhagavad Gita and about battle and that whole story and stuff. He was and, the charioteer yeah. of Arjuna who yeah. was going into battle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So... And he's love. And doesn't he have a flute? He's got he's, the flute. He's lover. He's he's and he's many, many, many things. He's magic. He's God. He's God. Well, as we all are. Yeah. So to wrap up our journey, we got invited. We, one, we got one more yeah. sesh, but it was perfect. Not recording, but he swims every Monday. God willing, and a lot of the sangha shows up. We were invited and we're like, hell yeah, we're going to go swimming in the ocean we'll with get, all you. We'll get there an hour early. Yeah. Now, make sure we don't miss this. I'm not missing <laughs> a good swim in the ocean. With Ramdas. And so his team brings him down, Asanga brings him down, and they walk him down the beach. Well, they don't walk him. They wheel him. Yeah. They wheel him down the beach and put him in the water. And he's got all of his life vests on. And then we all go in with him. You know, we're swimming, so we're not touching. It's like past the waves. And then we float back down to where he came in. So it's this wonderful float session with the current. That's super fun. Mm-hmm. Singing and chanting and laughing. I think we laughed like 99.9% of the time. Yeah, it's mostly laughing. <laughs> and then just like, it's only like 20 minutes, maybe 30 at the most. But yeah. It's and you actually get exercise. It's like perfect. Oh, yeah, you're swimming. Oh, you're throwing a bouncy ball around. <laughs> and he says, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> and then it's call and response. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was fun. Met a lot of good people that day. Really beautiful people. And we got to say, I'm Radha. Yeah. And this is Krishna. Yeah. Even them. Some of them were like, what's your name? <laughs> it's like, Krishna. And they're like, okay. One man, one man said, I thought I was going to meet Krishna today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then we went to brunch. Had a lovely brunch, all of us. Yeah. And uh, it was great. Sat with him Wonderful. there. Brunch, we had uh, Arnold Palmer's all around. Arnold Palmer's for everyone. <laughs> it was, and it yeah. was such a beautiful view of the ocean. I mean, it was just this magic. Just the best way to wrap essence. up. Yeah. Just so, <sighs> I just feel so blessed and so fortunate and so grateful. Yeah. So grateful. It was cool to listen to Ram Das tell someone sitting next to him, like, yeah, that guy, we're making a record together. And I'm like, yeah, I guess we are. <laughs> We've got you in the can now. It's going to happen. We're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
We, yeah, we got to spend more sweet time. I would take the opportunity, of course, and give him kisses when I gave him hugs, which delighted me to no end. He's very giving with his oh, energy, just so unbelievably loving. giving. Uh, so endlessly. Loving. He's just in that love space all the mm-hmm. time. It's wonderful. And then we left. And left the next day. And then we went after that snorkeling and saw a shark. Which was kind of intense. Very intense. Yeah, like right a after the brunch, shark. we found a turtle beach. Every beach is turtle beach almost in Maui. But swimming, snorkeling with sea turtles, it was just heaven. It was so gorgeous. A little deeper water, but... We swim around a cove a little bit. And I, turned, I remember... It turned our heads and we're like, that is a large shark about 10 feet from us. Yeah, four and a half, five feet, white tip reef shark. Like classic looking shark. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. And we immediately did the same thing which was freaked out and <laughs> beelined it back but you can't look behind yourself when you're got the snorkel stuff on so you just you have no idea if that thing's following you or i didn't feel like it was following us i just it's so well, you primal, don't know the fear. you don't know the, the fear is so very primal and you're in the water so you're very very vulnerable because you have almost no options other than moving in a direction whereas you see yeah. a bear on land you both live on land it's your turf too, even yes. though it's scary. This was extra scary because of that. It's like, I, it's, I'm, it's nothing I can do here, and but just can, go. It was not far. It was like 10 feet max 10 away. 10 feet, yeah. And it could be from up. Diagonally down. That moment to us in a second. Oh, yeah. Just because it wants to. Yeah. Even <laughs> though it didn't care that we no. were there. Well, later, later on, we found out it was a reef shark that eats octopus and fish. They don't deal with people, but... It could if it was crazy. <laughs> it wasn't a crazy one, fortunately. No. We were safe. It was good. But I'm sure it, was... it had seen people a lot, but that was a moment. For a sure. Bucket list checked off. Swim with sharks in the ocean, <laughs> and I was pretty much done with snorkeling after that. I was like, let's just I think we're good. <laughs> so that was pretty much the trip. Flew back, and you know, just been working on it since then. And um, have anything come to you? Has anything percolated through? I've had a few actually deeper experiences that have resonated from that. I'm curious if you have. I got the original Be Here Now when I was 22. I'm on the way to my teacher training, which is a gorgeous story in itself. And I loved it and have given it away so many times over the years. And recently just got another version for myself and I brought it with me to read it while I was flying over and it I don't think I have read it probably and you read cover to cover cover to cover on the plane on the flight over and I had a moment when I was reading it that just broke open my heart again and I was literally just weeping it was so um profound and right and beautiful and so much I had forgotten that is part of who I am. And I and I absolutely believe reading it then when I was so young, being able to look back and see the things that have completely become part of who I am in the world now, but not maybe knowing like that's where that came from. You know, it all mixes together anyways. But yeah, that was really, really beautiful. And that was on the way there. And like I have been for many years, I just almost all the time immerse myself in his teachings because it's something that I return to again and again. And I... I gave you one of his books for your... around Christmas time. You did. Way before this was going on. I mean... 
I think it was even before Christmas. When did you give me that? I mean, it was for my birthday. It's February. Yeah. yeah, you give that. But to it was me a in while February. ago. It was the. I mean? It was love everyone, which I. And oh, polishing the mirror too. The yeah, newer one, the new book. Yeah, we, one, one was Christmas, I think, mm-hmm, and one was yeah. Mm-hmm. We've Trevor and I both have had a love affair with Ramdas and Maharaji for years, and we share it together. And I, what's one of the things I love about our relationship? When Thank I you. was reading um, Love Everyone, though, I was at fourteen forty working, and uh, I had a moment there. I think I've described to you like that Satori moment of when, when I was. Do you remember this story? Which trip? 1440. It was in March, I think, and I had just finished reading Love Everyone, and I was in the kitchen table in the bre- having breakfast in the morning, and you're, oh, yeah. it's like you're not, that's, you know, a zone where you know you're not just on your devices, and I was by myself, and the tendency is to, like, pick up your phone. But someone, a friend had called me in the morning and relayed a dream to me that was actually quite powerful. And I was like, well, I'm not going to look at my phone. I'm going to write down this dream that my friend called that seemed pretty significant. So I took out a journal. I started writing. And in that moment, just like a sentence or two in, it was like I had a flash in my mind of like Hanuman and his heart open with Sita and Ram. And I look up. And I was, it was like I had, I don't know. I don't know. It's so hard to describe. It was like I could see everyone's choice of human existence and how we were all pretending to not be as great and divine and powerful and godlike as we are, almost because it's easier to not, it's, it's, like recognizing how hard it is to own how much power we have. And so we intentionally keep ourselves out of soul space knowing in order to have the human experience. And it all, all of that washed away. And I just started crying and I cried for like four hours. I couldn't stop it. This is after the trip? This was while I was at 1440. And no, I mean, after Maui. No, no, mm-mm. it was just before. before. Yeah, I was just bringing to mind that experience I had had before with his work. And so what I was saying was before the trip, leading up to this trip, I've had a lot of deep moments. Sure. With In this. life. <laughs> in, well, in life, yeah, but that I are directly related to yeah, yeah. this. And, yeah. and I have still been in that soul space of that moment. And I can recall it. And for months afterwards, even when I would just think about it, I would want to cry again out of the sense of compassion for humanity and where we all yep. are and who we all are yeah for me it's been more as talks definitely be here now as a book was awesome i've given that to many people uh but yeah, obviously i'm an audio guy and so listening to the talks is, i've heard so many of them and they're so good i mean it's like him terrence mckenna all these these old classic talks some of them are just amazing yeah alan watts all of them even the new ones, and I love that. I love like the psychedelic salon With turned Lorenzo. me on to a lot of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but something that resonated for me afterwards, and it still is, and has been this notion of trust, and really trusting a, this greater guidance um, of how things are unfolding, and that it's it's really perfect, and that's 
can help me to do the work of trying things and reaching out to people and all this sort of stuff, but being okay with how that pans out because it's exactly like we're talking about at the beginning where you never know. Mm-hmm. And maybe something feels like a disappointment, like a certain featured artist says no, but now I'm like, fine, because maybe that could have been a horrible problem or yeah. delayed things, or it, the song would be actually really, it's not a good fit or energetically or who knows what. Yeah, you don't have to know why. And just I, trusting. And so it's this new level of what does it feel like to trust a process unfolding? And that's been uh it's been really interesting and nice to work with and dive into. That's a powerful lesson for you. Yeah, and I'm not going to pretend like it's something I've quote-unquote solved, but it's wonderful to get into that. Yeah, well, you've had the... And really, really feel it. Direct and, experience of trust. Well, the Maharaji is the, what's making it real. And that story I relayed in that moment, those are the, those are the little miracles where it hits you hard. Yeah. Which literally in your face. And Ram Dass was sort of in between us laughing too. Like, <laughs> now do you get it? Huh? This guy over here, this Maharaji guy, let me tell you. You know, mm-hmm. check it out. Mm-hmm. It's the real deal. Yeah. So it's been beautiful. And at this moment that we're recording this, it's very much still unfolding. And I'm excited. Excited to let it continue to do its thing. The more you trust, I feel the more you're in service of your soul and something greater in the world. And uh, it's a a beautiful place where you can release the grasp a little bit, maybe a lot. Trust is surrender. It's not easy. And I don't want to pretend, you know, for everyone it's different, but it's simple. To trust is simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. Well, and it simplifies your life too. It simplifies your mind. It moves you into heart space. You're mm-hmm. living Soul in land. your heart. <laughs> yeah. Say. yeah, and I don't want to diminish. I want to honor my mind too. My mind's just trying to protect me. Of course. And I honor that. Uh, but what's the line? Your, your ego, your mind is a, a, a good servant, servant terrible master. master. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you want to have the heart mind activated that's from a place of trust and compassion and peace and wisdom well yes and people this idea of your heart wisdom or intuition and all these things uh i feel like that's what it is your heart mind is the is the same thing as soul space is the same thing as that's that listening that comes from silence that comes from stillness and it's something I know, but these are great practices of really feeling it and seeing it. And just meeting Ram Dass and even a lot of people in his orbit who are doing a lot of their own work and who've been doing it for a long time. That's one of the things I love so much about him is he's been walking his talk for so long. Mm-hmm. And that to me is a million times more inspiring than any idea that someone puts in a book. Because yeah. I'm sure you've met authors and then you're like, Oh, what a letdown. Like your ideas are great, but you're a mess, you know? Yeah. And and that's I always feel bummed. And the ones I meet, it's rare. Uh that Charles is that way. Where yeah, they, they, sure. they walk the talk, it's like, oh, hell yes. Like I want to hear more of your ideas because you're experimenting with yourself and you're really trying it. And Ram Das is someone who's been doing it for so long, and we know his journey where it came from. 
Right. So it makes it feel like, well, I could do that too. Right. He 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 came from a similar like you know he went through a real journey of breaking worldly. through the American mm-hmm. rational. I mean, deep in it, mm-hmm. Harvard, you know, the, probably an atheist. Uh, not that that's a bad thing, but he. I just want to say he went from mind heart integration in such a beautiful way in his life. That is something we all could achieve, and it's not a mystery, and it's just about trust and practice and and grace. And grace. Uh, and when the time is right, it happens also. Well, and that's that trust too. Like every soul's journey is important and unique. And I, I'm still just struck that the dances we do and how they cross. And it's like. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry. No one's orbit is outside, there is no orbit. Right. And that's what hit me. It's like we're all we're all we're all co conspirators for sure. Oh yeah. In in ways that are just so beautiful. And so. the guru is the self, is God, is it all and it's all one. Is you. And he said yeah, the guru right. is, is you. So it's so beautiful. I just feel immense gratitude for you and for Ramdas and for the time that we've got yeah. to share. Well that's a good wrap up. Anything else? No. All right. Well, I'm glad we could do it. Well, there it is. That was fun to listen back to our giddy, excited energy. (laughs) Thanks to Rada so much for uh, giving us her time. And thank you again, Rada, for everything you've done in this project. It's been really awesome. Really, really, really amazing. I hope to see you on the road, eastforest.org slash tour. Check out the dates and host a listening gathering. Join us for streaming in when we do our gathering, our listening gathering in San Francisco. Because August 9th is the release of this record. And it's amazing to see how far it's come from, you know, listening to that recording like a year ago. And then making the record and getting it out there and releasing the first three chapters and here we are chapter four as you know if you haven't picked up on it is just the whole record so it's gonna have two new tracks and 14 tracks in total so thanks for listening thanks for reviewing this podcast please do it just write a review it's awesome it makes me feel good it makes people think about listening to this podcast so just give it five stars and write a little comment review please 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 please. you keep walking your walk don't take any shit but when you do, folks, we are the do it with grace. Do it with grace. And the clouds and the waters. When you hug a tree, you're hugging yourself. We are human beings. Human beings part of nature. Yeah.
is a manifestation of God. And that manifestation is love all the way.